I'm Aaron Gallo. I'm Marty Hogan. And I'm Eric Berry. And we're from the Starfleet Escape Podcast. And you're listening to another great Four Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. Hey there, Eric here from Socially Awkward Studios. And this Four Eyed Radio presentation is being proudly brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. There's a fan who lives a life of danger To everyone she meets, she stays a ranger With every move she makes, another chance she takes Odds are she will watch Lightspeed tomorrow Secret Ranger fan, a secret Ranger fan They've given you a tumbler and taken away your name. Beware of pretty Kelsey's that you find. A pretty Kelsey can hide an evil mind. Oh, be careful what you say, or you'll give yourself away. Odds are you will watch Lightspeed tomorrow. Secret Ranger fan, secret Ranger fan. They've given you a tumbler and taken away your name. I am a secret, so people didn't even know I was like a girl until like we started this podcast <laughs> pretty damn good at secret we got us a real live female co-host it's yeah. not a sausage party secret ranger fan secret ranger fan they've given you a tumbler and taken away your name Swinging on the aqua base one day And then laying in a rescue rover next day Oh, don't you let the wrong tweet slip While taking care of it Odds are you will watch Lightspeed tomorrow Secret Ranger fan Secret Ranger fan, they've given you a tumbler and taken away your name. Secret Ranger fan, woo! Today on the Power Hour, episode 13, Rangers Fire the Head Cannon, recorded on June 10th. 2014. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, 
also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. How you guys doing? Great. Good. We have survived the Helheim Forest. Yep. Yeah. What a fun adventure that was. It took me a good two weeks to get out of that common Rider suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was also keeping you very silent during our talk, which sucked. Yeah. Um, uh, it must have been a problem with the rebreather or something. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fine, though. Yeah. So now we're back, and we've got an interview out of the way with Kerrigan Mayhem, and he was great. Hopefully more of that in the future. But now this is a standard episode. This and is the first time it's been just the three of us in a standard format episode in I don't know how long. <laughs> In a while. Yeah. I've, I've missed it. So yeah. It's probably the first episode. No, no, <laughs> you've <been> a, <laughs> no, you've been a part of it since then. <laughs> no, I mean, we haven't been all three of us in a regular episode since probably like one of the first episodes. I'm going to check because I'm actually curious about this now. Where's our website? <laughs> Ranger think, Command. There we go. We have a website? We have a website now. That's how we, long we do. And it works. Because okay. I made it work. I don't know if you've seen this, AP, but every time you're not in an episode, I do the cross out, the strike through. Hmm. Guests. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Episode eight. I don't see a guest that. Oh, but you know what? I know what's wrong about that one is that we recorded separately. The illusion. <laughs> the illusion is gone. Now I remember. We recorded separately. Damn it. Okay, that one doesn't uh, count either. Wow, episode seven. That was. You both want. Okay, episode six was the last time that all three of us. No. Yes, that, no. that was Morphin Madness. You didn't cross out AP's name. She was not there for that one. Yeah. She wasn't? No. <laughs> that was when you had Chris come and substitute for the first time. Oh, my God. Well, I. Got... So, the Ranger Surprise episode, which is episode five. No, because we had Mr. Yellow on. No, but. We're talking about just the three of us. Just the three of us. Just, just the three the of us. <laughs> so episode four. No, episode, episode four was with. No, episode with two. Episode two. No, episode was. episode three. Oh, no, that was Mr. Yellow. <laughs> episode <laughs> two crap. was the last time it was just the three of us. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well. Oh, well, this is a this is a classic sounding episode of Ranger Command <laughs> Power Hour. Classic Ranger Command. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So with that stunning revelation, let's get to the news. Yeah, we haven't really done the news the past couple episodes, but first in the past few weeks, the news in heavy quotation marks site TMZ. Yesterday, they released a video filming Sierra Hanna and Andrew Gray, the yellow and red Megaforce Rangers. They filmed them on the beach, and they did this weird thing where it was like, TMZ Kids! And it was like, warning, this footage may be inappropriate for viewers of TMZ Kids. And it was just them filming them like on the beach and talking about how hot they were. 
It was weird. See, I don't like TMZ. I don't like those kind of shows where the people that they cover are only famous because they cover them, you know what I mean? The idea of celebrity culture is fascinating yet horrifying to me. Yeah, and at the same time, they've only been doing like these Power Ranger-related stories, it seems, only within the past couple years. It started so, a little bit with Samurai. Yeah, basically what you're saying is during the Neo-Saban era, where Saban probably said, Hey, TMZ, the Power Rangers are out and about in town. Go see them. I love I your ridiculous Hi, I'm Saban impression. My, my ridiculous Hi, I'm Saban. I hope he does not listen to this, because I will find myself sued faster than, I don't know. Something that is sued very fast. How about you stop so they don't shut us down? <laughs> Good idea. That would be great. Yeah, probably. We're, gonna, we're probably going to cut that out. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll leave it. Yeah, that's. It's just weird. The second one was from a few weeks back. And they named the title of the video The New Blue Power Ranger. But they approach Najib Detej from Samurai. I guess they were mistaking him as John Loudermilk. They're like, hey, it's the new Blue Ranger. And they're like, oh, what are your powers? And he's like, oh, yeah, water, but also the ladies. It was bad on both sides. Like, <laughs> oh, not, wow. just, not just Najib, but... TMZ, because then they started getting into, well, isn't the blue one gay? And they're like, oh no, that's the old school ones. And yeah, the Black Ranger's black. And then, well, what about a Power Ranger that's black but also gay? Well, the other Rangers wouldn't accept him on the team. It was ridiculously bad. If somebody says, oh yeah, I watch TMZ, I immediately mentally tune out. And like, okay, that's, I know what to think of you now. I just, I can't stand that crap. I really can't. It's just terrible stuff. Sure, it makes me sound maybe an asshole, but whatever. AP, what are your thoughts on this? I browse TMZ.com. Well, see, now I Nearly every time I go on the internet. During multiple college classes, I was on TMZ.com instead of taking notes. So I don't know what that says about me. Are, are, you, are you being serious? Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> and, uh, <sighs> yeah. So. Maybe, I'm just going to go die in the corner. Of, uh, <laughs> later. Maybe you like watching a train wreck? No, I don't like watching the video versions. I just like reading the articles. Okay. The videos are awful. I read it for the articles. I do. <laughs> the, videos, the videos make me, they make me cringe. They're just awful. Yeah, they're yeah. horrible. I will say this about TMZ. Whenever there is an actual celebrity death, they're usually the first ones to report it and report it correctly. And everyone's like, oh, no, that can't possibly be. And then it's true. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It, that's... It, it, it's very weird, but I don't know. I admit I trust them for celebrity death news, which is horrible. <laughs> that's, yeah, oh. that's pretty horrible. But yeah, when I see videos like this and they're just like, oh, the, uh, the Blue Ranger and aren't they all gay or whatever? And it's like, okay, you're, you guys are dumb. Yeah. All right, moving on to maybe some more positive news. Over the past couple weeks, Power Morphicon has announced more guests. I believe they're up to 94 guests at this point. What? Which is insane. Ridiculous. First, they announced Brad Hawkins, the gold Zeo Ranger voice actor. 
also better known as Ryan Steele from VR Troopers, and he was the original actor choice to play the White Ranger, but then it went to Jason David Frank. (laughs) Jason David Frank was on the pilot for VR Troopers when it was known as Cybertron, so their roles switched. Mm Mm-hmm. We got, I have no idea how to say his name, so... I think it's Ilya Volok. Ilya Volok, we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go with it now, we apologize. (laughs) Also known as Master Org from Power Rangers Wild Force, which, he was a pretty creepy villain, so I'm excited for this one. Next, Jackie Marchland, writer for MMPR, Zeo, Turbo, In Space, Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD, Mr. Force, Operation Overdrive, Jungle Fury, RPM. Pretty much... Every series until... Every great series, except for Operation Overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Although, she did post in Ranger Board recently... She did. ...about Operation Overdrive and what they originally planned versus what they got. Which sounded so much better. It did. Mark Musashi, which I met him at Yomacon 2008, he did the stunts for Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, he was in the movie Kamen Rider the First as the suit actor for Masked Rider 2. Kamen Rider the Next movie, he was the suit actor for Shocker Rider. He was Kodama in the Tokusatsu series Garo, and he also played Duke Watari in Cutie Honey the Live, where he most famously said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for Mark Musashi. He's a super nice guy. He's really funny. I, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to pick his brain about tokusatsu acting. I want to hear about his time on Kamen Rider Dragon Knight. Next, this is so completely random. Ryan Goldstein from Avengers <laughs> Wild Force, who played uh, the character Kite slash Animus, who in Wild Force, he was, what, nine? It was like a kid actor. <laughs> so it's just... And wasn't he in, like, one episode? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think one or two. I think it was a two-parter, maybe. I'm so excited for this. Me too. Dan Southworth. Yay! Power Rangers Time Force, Eric Myers, Quantum Power, Quantum Ranger. He is hilarious. <laughs> did, did, did you like the AP? I'm like, wow, Quantum Power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm totally going to bring my Silver Guardians costume. As well you should. And then announced this past Monday... Rhett Fisher, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescues Titanium Ranger. He's only going to be there Friday. Get your tickets now. And finally, Robert Hughes, producer for VR Troopers, Mass Rider, Beetleboards, Beetleboards Metallics, Mystic Knights of Tiernanog, and he was also a director for all of those shows except Mass Rider and Beetleboards. They keep announcing so many great guests. I'm not going to do, be able to afford to get anyone or everyone's right, right. autograph. Like, at this point, my goal is to just meander around the hotel drunkenly finding people I enjoy and like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm weird. When I meet a celebrity or yes. I want to meet a celebrity at a con, I don't care about getting the photo. I don't care about paying for the autograph. I don't care about spending money. I just want to go up and be like, hey, I'm a fan. You do good work. Shake the hand. Say thanks for everything and that's it like that's enough for me granted i know most celebrities don't like people like me because they need to make a little bit of cash on the side so i will do my best to actually spend some money at morphicon i'm more of a pitcher 
autograph guy, but I love the random experiences that you get with the guests. I think finding them randomly at the con and having a moment with them, that those are some of the best memories. But Exactly. I, I like the physical proof. I met this person. Woo! Right. I mean, that's nice to have, too. At C2E2, I did pay to take a photo with... Paul Schreier and Jason Narvey, even though I've met Jason many times and Paul even remembered me from Power Morphicon, you know, I know these guys, but I still think it'd be fun to get a picture with them together. So, yeah, I'll pay the it was really inexpensive. It was $20 for a picture. So I said, yeah, sure, let's get a picture together. That's not bad. For Morphicon, I have to be very selective. I need to plan who I want to get an autograph and picture with or just a picture Mm-hmm. or just an autograph. It's going to be tight. I'm pretty sure AP is going to have us on Lightspeed Rescue Duty. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they announce another Lightspeed Rescue guest, I'm just like, well, there's another one for AP. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so cool. We'll definitely have them do a shout-out for you. I will make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if Kelsey's actress is going to be there. Yeah, Sasha. I would, I would freak out. <laughs> so they need to announce Sasha being there, and then we need to call AP and be like, hey, we're here with someone who wants to talk to you. No. <laughs> See? And no. That's, that's, she would faint on the phone. It'd just be like, what? Uh. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will get her on tape as saying something like... I don't, I don't... As long as you don't make me actually talk to her. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Does that ruin the illusion for you? No. Or, you, or you just freak out? You I just freak, freak out. out. There was that episode of Community where they get LeVar Burton to come in and be Donald Glover's character. <laughs> She'd be like that, just like wide-eyed. She would just stay there silently staring the whole time. Just like, I'd probably slyly slip away from the entire situation. <laughs> I was never there. <laughs> Alright, it's JDF Watch. JDF Watch 2014. Wow. Yeah. Scared everybody in the room. (laughs) What's your favorite ranger? Green, 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 green. Green. Uh, Who's your favorite ranger? That's what I want to hear. Green, 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 green. Who's your favorite ranger? That's what I want to hear. To the kids at 36th Street. You better keep practicing before the Green Rangers are going to come and get you. (laughs) First off, JDF is proving to be a great role model for daughters everywhere. Because in one of his latest Instagram videos, he's filming his daughter prank calling the hotel that they're staying at. (laughs) And And she was basically like... I left my imaginary friend in my room. What did you left? I left my mad. Ma- I well, my friend, my friend came and stayed with me for the night. He's just sitting there on the bed with her, recording her as she's doing this. Wow. You know, I've heard of people having an inner child or never letting go of their childhood. Jason David Frank is taking it to a new creepy level where everything he does is just, you hear about it and you think, oh, that's something amusing a a child or a teenager would do. This man is 40-something years old. We've said it before, he's the coolest 13-year-old ever. (laughs) 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 Careful, if we say that too much, he's going to put it on a t-shirt and then... 
t shirt for twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, money. So this was <laughs> this and the next story were found by our uh, good friend of the podcast, Morphin K. Next, it seems that JDF has found a new a new technology. He's pioneering a new age in autographing technology. Apparently, he found this new app where he can do a digital autograph. What he said, it was just a picture, this isn't a video, but in the caption he says, found a new app, looks like the new contest coming up, custom signed digital autographs. Yeah. <laughs> digital autographs, that like means no. nothing to me. Yeah, that's... I could make my own digital JDF autograph. Exactly. Like. Wow. JDF. Look, see, it's JDF. <laughs> <laughs> In kind of related, speaking of JDF autographs, last year C2E2, I helped my good friends over at Pixeldom. I was helping them with con coverage. And they actually had Jason David Frank stop by their booth and did a recording. They were partnering up with this zombie game. So they had all these posters. They actually had him sign one of these posters. And I got that today from the person who who was my friend over at that booth. She said, look, I don't want this anymore. Do you want it? I know you like Power Rangers. I said... Sure. So it is the most random JDF signed item that I have. I have a JDF signed photo that I am trying to get rid of. Throwing that out there. Kids so and listeners want send that. all inquiries to at Secret Ranger Fan on Twitter. Yes. There you go. Cool. Along with a couple of JDF t-shirts. I also have them. Don't want them anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, ah, no. I'm this, this is a JDF Watch 2014 sale. So everyone yes. go to Secret Ranger Fan and buy this All awesome... of my JDF merch. <laughs> it's, it's a fire. All of your JDF merch! Yeah! Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, you know this is? It's a fire sale, because if she can't sell yeah. it, she's going to light it on fire. Yes, probably. Oh, please videotape that if that happens. <laughs> that, I that... will. We can put <laughs> it on the website. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be that would be a Ranger Command exclusive. Just burning pictures of JDF. <laughs> Find audio clips where in the show he was attacked by a fire type monster where he says like, Oh, it's getting a little hot in here and like put it over the audio put it over the video. Okay. So. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I know AP you're probably trying to get money. But at the same time I want someone not to buy any of this just so that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I spent too much money on it. Okay. Like back when yeah. I was a KDF fan, I need to actually get some kind of money for it. Okay. So, so yeah. seriously, guys, if you love, <laughs> like, seriously, if you love JDF as much as we do, or less, or more, or, or more, yeah. <laughs> yes. The only thing I have signed by JDF is a. Mint in sealed box combination Ninja Mega Falcon Zord that I bought on eBay thinking it was the two full-size Zords in a Uh two-pack. Turns out they're just smaller versions, and the only way they combine (laughs) is the Falcon goes on the back of the Ninja Mega Zord. I was like, well, that's disappointing. But I ended up taking it to Anime Central that year, and I had JDF, Steve Cardenas, Karen Ashley, and Robert Axelrod sign it. 
And I was like, well, there. No, it's actually something that's worthwhile. And then some years later, another convention Johnny Bosch was at, I had him sign it. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, I have almost everybody of the main cast, except for I'm missing, obviously, Amy Jo Johnson and David Yost. If I would have thought about it, I should have brought it to C2E2 to have Paul and Jason sign, too. Oh, yeah, they were in the movie, too. Because then I would have had 90% of the movie cast. I have it, and it's nice to display, but if I need cash, (laughs) it's going to get sold. (laughs) None of the autographs are personalized, which is... So if you're a fan... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is a complete sale of JDF fire sale. Yep. But speaking of JDF merchandise, if you actually want to purchase something from directly from Jason David Frank... Yeah, for $32, you can buy the White Ranger Kata DVD or the Green Ranger Kata DVD... Or $60 for the set. But these are actually on sale. Those are the sale prices. Originally, the DVDs are either $40 or $75 for the set. But you could probably save some money and just get one of the mega sets from Shout Factory. Because the Green Ranger one's on there. It's one of the special features on the first mega set. And it's actually licensed. Yeah. I don't know if this is. You're spending $32 for a special feature. Yeah, that's yeah, essentially definitely. what this is. The it's only ridiculous. like I don't know, this one doesn't bug me as much because maybe if you're more of a martial arts enthusiast than say Power Rangers enthusiast, although really I don't know why you would want to only buy JDF katas, but whatever. I can kind of see it, but still for him to say, "Hey, you know this thing that we put out as a special feature on these, I'm going to sell them separately." That's still kind of shady. But it doesn't yeah. bug me as much as some of the other stuff he does it's a jdf merch watch that's, yeah that's what it is that's what this whole thing is really yeah pretty much i mean it's just it's Buy my JDF. stuff JDF. Yeah. well now we're it's getting true. out of that right uh, power ranger headcanons so a lot of people not familiar with headcanons might be wondering well what the heck is a headcanon used by followers of various forms of entertainment media, just television shows, movies, books, etc., to note a particular belief which has not been used in the universe or whatever program or story they follow, but seems to make sense to that particular individual, and as such is adopted as sort of a personal canon. Headcanon may be upgraded to canon if it is incorporated into the program or story's universe at a later time. I kind of equate that to theories about the show. Right. Just to fill in the gaps. The simplest way to say it is, what do you think happened in Power Rangers that maybe wasn't expressly written in or or displayed in the show that you think it'd be fun to have be a thing? Over the course of this show, we've talked about some theories at one point or another. We've talked about a few. We're just going to go through each of our personal headcanons and maybe explain it and discuss if we all agree or disagree, but it shouldn't matter because headcanon is something that's personal. So Mm -hmm. there we go. First, I have a theory or a headcanon about the Silver Stripe. And I know recently people have been really complaining about the Silver Stripe or supporting it or whatever. Recently in Super Mega Force, the visual effects artists covered up the Silver Stripe. They recolored it green to either appease JDF or whatever. So I always had a theory about the Silver Stripe. When it first debuted in Fighting Spirit, Tommy was fighting these dream versions of himself. So it wasn't like this was actual physically out there. But he was fighting his demons, basically, 
And when he was able to prove himself, they gave him back his power, his black dino gem. I always thought that maybe at some point the green ranger powers were restored, but they were restored in such a way that it was completely broken away from Rita's evil magic or from any evil influence at all. My thing is maybe the silver stripe represented the evolution of the power. This was a new form of Green Ranger power that was good. So I was actually excited to see it when they were filming The Legend War, even though, according to JDF, it was a mistake. And for whatever reason, it happened in Disney. They made a conscious decision to film it that way. And promotional pictures, it's even on the Saban DVD sets from Shout Factory. It's in the promotional material. They took promotional pictures with that. And for me, it's like, you can't not tell me that someone didn't go, wait a minute, that doesn't look right. Why is that a thing? And correct it then and there. Whatever your theory, I think mine is that it represents an evolution of the powers away from evil. I agree with that completely. Thank you. Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I I just think that makes the most logical sense. I know it's never going to be explained in the show. It's going to be one, though, there's a simple explanation for that. And it'll never happen. Hashtag troll say. (laughs) I like the silver stripe. I thought it added a nice... It adds some dimension to the helmet. Right. I mean, just having all one flat color is dull. I think a lot of people were ragging on the Tokyuja suits because they are mostly the color. People were like, that looks too retro. Yeah, the Silver Stripe, I thought, added a nice distinctive look to the helmet. And people out there who say, oh, the Silver Stripe is dumb, or we don't like the Silver Stripe, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but personally, I prefer it with the Silver Stripe. Just thinking about the story of the Green Ranger, they were evil temporary powers, and for them to come back, even if at first it was in Tommy's dream, it was still representing, like, a good version of that character because he was giving back his power to his self who knows oh and their promotional pictures for the new uh green ranger legacy figure has a silver stripe on it (laughs) there you go i'm so excited for that i hope it actually makes it to shelves i might buy it i want to get another sh figure arts green ranger and do the silver stripe with a silver stripe oh that would be awesome I could just get one of those Gundam paint markers and just do the silver. Oh, stripe. absolutely! My buddy James <laughs> is a huge Gundam fan, and he does custom stuff like that. I could totally just be like, "Hey, James, please do this because you have steady hands, and I don't." <laughs> and you know what? People like the silver stripe at C two E two. I got a picture with the Green Ranger with the silver stripe. I was like, "Dude, awesome costume! It looked great." <laughs> Yeah, I said yeah. later. Dude. 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 Well, I'm, in the, I'm in an episode of Ninja Storm, dude. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, Waldo. Headcanon accepted. My next headcanon is in regards to my favorite series, SPD. In a flashback during SPD, they flashback to when SPD was first starting out on Earth in 2001. Cat was there, as well as the Beast Squad's parents. They were all scientists working on these ranger powers. My headcanon, since it matches up with 2001, it says in the show 2001. Right. I think they were originally part of Biolab slash the Silver Guardians using Time Force technology. And that connects with the picture of Sky's dad in a 
red Time Force uniform, but it has SPD markings on it. Yeah. That's pretty good headcanon right there. I yeah. Mean, I, I might have to adopt that. I believe SPD's first starting out on Earth, because Kat was there, and she was clearly an alien, so maybe she was part of an advanced SPD branch, made first contact with Earth with Biolab, the Rangers at the time, which were Time Force, and the rest is history. That's my headcanon. Yeah, I believe it. Headcanon accepted. Those are my two big headcanon things. What's your headcanon, AP? <laughs> okay, so my first headcanon is Kelsey and the astronaut totally hooked up after that episode ended. <laughs> I think it's pretty darn obvious. Yeah. 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 It, it was ridiculously obvious. I mean, however intentional it was, it became... You can't ignore that. No, you really can't. Was the astronaut ever mentioned again? No. Unfortunate. Sorry, sorry to hear that things didn't work out between them. Or they did. She was keeping that relationship on the, on the, on the DL. Combo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kelsey, <laughs> where are you going? Um, to the laundromat. <laughs> Kelsey, all of our clothing is provided by Lightspeed Rescue. See you later, guys. <laughs> And she just skates off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, AP? I totally accept that headcanon. Yep. I think most of the fandom accepts Sounds that headcanon. <laughs> headcanon accepted. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my second headcanon is that Ryan, he never really had a profession like the rest of the Lightspeed Rescue Rangers. Uh-huh. And I think he became a cop after the series ended. I don't think he became a firefighter because he's not super close to his dad anymore. Yeah. He's sort of like more rough and I picture him as a cop, so. You know what? I like that because all of the other Lightspeed Rescue Rangers were chosen in various forms of rescue yep. extreme but they didn't have a cop. And in Go-Go 5, one of them was a cop. So. I love it. I never even thought about it that way. Sounds good to me, but can we stop saying Lightspeed Rescue Rangers? Because I keep thinking of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, but like at a really <laughs> fast pace. Now I'm going to say it on purpose. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to edit in a Chipmunk version of the Lightspeed Rescue Rangers song. No. No. <laughs> I'm no. going to do it anyway. Far. You just went too far. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how much I've said it before, but I love you guys. Aww. Aww. Yay! <laughs>
Head cannon accepted. All right, I see you have a third head cannon. <laughs> My third head cannon. Tommy got his PhD from a degree mail. <laughs> yeah, uh, if not that, like he he took a quiz online that said, "Yep, you're a doctor, all right," and he printed that out. <laughs> <laughs> One of those places where you pay $30 and you can print out your <laughs> official degree. Yes, that's exactly what a degree mill is. Yeah. So I totally, he did that. There's no way he got a PhD. What, you mean in the nine years since he graduated high school? I mean, it takes maybe about seven. If you go straight through, you might get a PhD in seven years on an accelerated program. But we all know Tommy's not capable of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was a race car driver. He owned a juice bar at some point in right. Fairly Red, and he wasn't dusting off his shoulder like, hey, guys, I just came back from a dig. Like, no, that wasn't happening. Yeah, he... <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with your degree, <laughs> AP. That it's just He took a quiz online and paid $30 and got his degree, and that was apparently enough for Reefside High. People evolve, like people grow up, but we all know even if Tommy did grow up, he's not capable of a PhD. It's fake. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the way you just said a PhD made me think of high death. <laughs> yeah, the way you said that. A PhD. <laughs> oh my gosh. A P in 1080p. <laughs> no. No, you just t- you just ruined it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ruined a lot of things, apparently. <laughs> headcanon accepted. Zach, what is your headcanon? See, I only have one headcanon, really, that I can think of off the top of my head, canon. And that's that 10,000 years previous to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Rita and Zordon were lovers. And oh, here's, oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, oh. my. And the whole war for the power coins, that was just a lover's quarrel that really turned out wrong. Wow. I really like that. I mean, think about the way when Zordon first summons the teenagers, he talks about Rita. He's like, she is the most evil witch. (laughs) It sounds like he's talking about an (laughs) ex-girlfriend. She will stop at nothing to control your world. And it's, it's totally a guy talking about his ex-girlfriend. I am re-watching Day of the Dumpster tonight and using that context. I will do that. I can just imagine, like, you know, everything was fine. And then, you know, one morning he forgot to make his side of the bed or or he didn't make breakfast just the right way. And he's, she locked him in a time vortex, and he, he sent her to a space dumpster. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, everything makes so much more sense. Yep. Wait, what if she was seeing Zed on the side? What if she was cheating on Zora? That's true. Huh. That's true. That could be. Because yeah. I and, guess when he debuted. And Thrax is Lord Zed and Rita's well, baby drama. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that Zordon that's already was, canon. That was oh. like, what? Mm. He's like, I'm out. You're in a space dumpster. That's, that's it. That's ex- You just opened the whole shebang on this. because well, didn't We've they, done it. Didn't they say in Once a Ranger that Thrax was also locked away? In a space dumpster. That's it. Oh, right. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're through the looking glass here, people. 
Zordon. Oh my god, Zordon is the villain. Zordon is the villain. Zordon is the villain. That's that's it. That's my new Zordon. We type it incorrectly. Zordon is the villain. My god. Oh my god. We we figured it out, people. And that's and that's why in Countdown to Destruction he says, You must destroy my two because only my good energy will destroy all the evil. No, it's his evil energy that destroys all the good. He was fleecing Andros from the start. Wow, this is <laughs> I'll never look at Power Rangers the same we way. We took again. it so far, yes. We took it yes. too far. Head cannon accepted. All right, AP, do you want to do the honors for yes, the next section? Yes, I do. Section? So for Ranger Nation Answers this week, we asked, what's your Power Rangers headcanon? On Facebook, our good friend George. <laughs> George. 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 We love George. He's the best. He said, everything we've seen in the show's 21 years is connected in some way, shape, or form. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, exists in the same alternate timeline as RPM. We see the red Operation Overdrive Battleizer helmet in the ruins of Alphabet Soup because the other Rangers existed in that universe, with the movie versions of the Mighty Morphin Rangers being the first team instead. All of the Rangers died, maybe even some Rangers we've never seen. Some Rangers were killed by Vengex, and other rangers became test subjects for Alphabet Soup Ranger Series Operator Program, dying behind the curtains of a little girl who was told she could never see the sun again. Ooh. Dr. Oh. <laughs> Dr. K never knew of these tests and sacrifices of so many rangers to copy the connection to the morphing grid, which was renamed by Alphabet Soup but found out later. When Scott sees what could have been in Clash of the Red Rangers, he has a overwhelming catharsis over seeing the other Rangers because the rest on his Earth are long gone. Whoa. Damn. George, you know what? Uh, can we send a resume to Saban to get you writing on the next series? Because holy crap, that's some good yes. headcanon. That headcanon is already accepted to me. Headcanon accepted. That's, That's pretty awesome. Maybe this will get AP to like RPM. No. Nothing, nothing can make me like RPM. Uh, I'll, I'll make you watch it again. It's cool. You'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a you'll like it or else type thing? Or... <laughs> no, no, no. I think maybe now that you've graduated college, it's a new perspective. Now you have all this life experience behind you, and you'll appreciate oh RPM. Hmm. Hmm. Power Rangers. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Headcanon not accepted. <laughs> okay, from Twitter, we've got Scott Sandler at DigiRanger1994. He said, Spike was left at the police station during MMPR Season 3. Skull took him in, raising him with his parents' help until Lost Galaxy, when he overslept and took care of Spike independently through 2008, when his piano playing was noticed by a talent scout. Skull, about to embark on a world tour, leaves Spike in Bulk's care. But then Bulk Myers goes under, so they move to Power Ranger Samurai Land. So that was his first headcanon. <laughs> I actually kind of really like that. So you like that Spike was an orphaned baby that 
Yeah. Again, with but I mean, it, it makes Skull a lot more sympathetic, like a, a really great character, yeah, I guess. And it ties in because we see Skull in the last episode of Power Rangers Super Samurai, and he's rich and he's got a limo, so obviously the piano playing comes into effect. That was the best thing that he was known for in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Like, that was his best talent. And it helps with the whole Spike's age and Skull being single thing. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Good job, Scott. I accept it. Headcanon accepted. (laughs) Okay, next. Gosei and Zordon stole the Ranger powers. Zordon kept the white powers for an emergency to replace the dragon coin. Gosei kept the five core Die Ranger powers, but they were on lockdown until extra dimensional Ranger team's powers were used in Super Mario Force. That's interesting. And this ties in with your head cannon, Zach, of Zordon being a villain. Yep. And Gosei is just his prodigy. Well, remember way back in the episode af- that we recorded of the podcast after the Die Ranged Powers premiered, we came yes. up with a headcanon for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where we I, said something to the effect of they were the Rangers of Eltar that Zordon was creating on his way when he was headed back to Eltar. Remember? what yes. At the end of Turbo, he was like, oh, there's a window opening and I have to go. But yeah. before he left, he covertly contacted Gosei and was like, by the way, I made these awesome powers and you should probably use them if something happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ties in with the new powers thing. My headcanon is the new powers that we've seen so far have all been referenced in that Bully for Ethan episode where we see the other team logos. Mm-hmm. So I think those were canon to begin with. And Power Rangers has not, or Megaforce has not shown us any Sentai teams beyond what Tommy had yet. So my head canon is those already exist in canon. New powers are other Rangers that Tommy knew about because of Zordon or whatever. So... Boom. Headcanon accepted, Scott, on both counts. Good job. Headcanon accepted. Next, we have at Mr. Change Dragon. He said, after his trip to the future and meeting SPD, Katana gathers around the surrounding families in Japan and created the Samurai Rangers. I love this. Yes. That's kind of cool, actually. Because if you watch that SPD episode, which is called Samurai, I think, it works perfectly with Katana and the ancient Japan. He's a time traveler. He sees Power Rangers. It works for me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. It ties in my favorite series with the crappiest one. So good job. <laughs> what, what were you guys going to say? Well, was, was that like a sarcastic good job? or? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it kind of came off that way. <laughs> it really did. Series with the crappiest one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it works. I think it elevates. Yeah. No, I, I, in non genuine sincerity. That's actually a pretty bad. Yeah. Head cannon. Head cannon accepted. Next, this is a long one, and we'll we'll have some things to debate about this. Okay. So DM Elms at D underscore M underscore Elms said, I basically absorb all the various incarnations of the show into one big continuity about the power, how it works, applying logic to it, to the mutants, to the villainous motivations, 
what the manifest evil is they talk about. A huge one for me has to do with how I've worked out the raw physics of what we see in the show regarding Zords. Like, there's no way on Earth pulling a lever or spinning a ship's wheel could correspond to Megazord functions or how the same motions can result in different actions by the Zord, which I have explained in my mind as simply as that. The power is sort of a connection between the mind and the body, which is also why it can be polluted by dissonant behaviors that are out of step with one's true nature, which in turn can lead to a mutation or corruption if the power is abused or mishandled. This is where Rita and Zeds come from, really. So that's like the first half headcanon. So yeah, the power is not just morphing. There's a connection to the Zords. What do you guys think? I like it. It's like the power basically affects your body and your, your mind where you think, hey, to control this Zord, all I need to do is do this. And because you think that's how it's controlled, that's how it's controlled. It's basically like the Force in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I mean, even in the first episode, I think... For Zordon did lay down the rules. He's like, don't abuse the power, don't escalate the power. Right, right. Well, I mean, like, when they jump in the Zords for the first time, I think it was Trini who says, you know, it's amazing. I, it's like I know how to drive this thing. I, I think right. once you receive the power, all of that is just instantly in tune and downloaded to your brain. You know how to fight, you know how the weapons work, you know how the Zords work, because it's all part of this, like AP said, the Force. Yeah, and... The power. Or or it's part of the morphing grid. Once you connect to the morphing grid, you receive that knowledge. And I've had that as headcanon for years. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, when they receive new weapons, it's like, oh yeah, I totally know how to use this, boom, boom. And it's like, what? So, yeah. I agree, it's like the Force. Yeah, that's a fantastic way to, to explain the powers. Headcanon accepted. The next part of DML's explanation. This is also why Zordon and others discuss age restrictions on being a ranger and why he recruited teenagers with attitude. Too young or too old and the power will mess you up. But super intelligent and super brave Justin could handle the power despite being too young, and this is also why he temporarily mutates into an adult version of himself under the costume when he manifests the power, and why certain rangers have to leave at certain ages. And I countered on Twitter with, I asked about older rangers, like Udana, Cat, who I think in SPD was 60 years old, Doggy, Daggeron, older rangers. Right. And they said it varies from person to person, but Zordon doesn't like to risk it lest we end up with hardcore ranger monsters. Like anything individualized, there are exceptional people who can handle the power longer or differently. Also, attitude and emotion come into play too. Like Justin, far too young, but his nobility overcomes that. Exceptionally good or bad or willful people could ride the lightning longer. <laughs> I just like that phrase. <laughs> ride the lightning should be a Power Rangers band, or they should use that as a morph phrase. It's like, hey guys, let's ride the lightning! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. I don't know what to say. That's all kind of... That, it's that it's kind really of good. For me. Yeah. 
And one last point. This is also why Zordon, in my opinion, scatters Zords all through time and space so he can switch them out at will from his time warp. Since I attribute Zords in general to him, even when the shows say other people invent them, if Zord, then Zordon somewhere. Even if he did it sneakily or anonymously by providing secret help to someone else. And I think this is true in some aspect, because why even in later seasons do they call them Zords? It's not like that's a real term in the real world. It's named after Zordon. Yeah, that also works for me. You could say they call them Zords maybe in the tradition of Zordon in the past, but we've always... We've seen stuff in the show before where it's like, oh, well, Zordon hid this away in in space. Mm -hmm. Zordon has always had these secret plans. And we've seen it recently with Megaforce. Gosei was Zordon's illegitimate wall child or something. You know, it was just (laughs) like little mentor. They never explained that in Mighty Morphin. So uh, Zordon has always had these secret plans. And it wouldn't surprise me. Zordon is the Batman of Power Rangers in that his superpower ultimately is prep time. He... <laughs> oh, and money. Yeah, prep time and money. Oh, there's going to be a threat to the Morphin Grid, I can sense, that's going to happen in a thousand years. Well, I'll make these Zords and send them, or I'll send the thought of them out to people in the future, and then that's how you get your Time Force Zords. The last comment DM Elms made was, dude has access to all time and space and i said oh so zordon's kind of like a time lord from doctor who no oh no no okay maybe not that (sighs) no i i like it so much now that i i think that might be headcanon for me now do you think that zordon's kind of entrapment in his time warp Mm -hmm. do you think that actually made him have a deeper connection to the morphing grid i think so Now he can pull thoughts from future threats and prepare for them. Welcome to the episode where we overthink everything. (laughs) But no, I I like it because if you think about it, okay, he's trapped in a time warp. What is a time warp? Well, a time warp is a place where the rules of time and space do not apply. So the idea of him saying, oh, all the way in the year 2014, there's going to be this invasion. I better make sure that I have something in place for that. I don't know if he created Gosei or if I he... I think didn't. he created Gosei because Gosei said that he's the spirit of the Earth. The yeah. embodiment so of I, the spirit I, I of the I think Zordon looked ahead or could sense it through the Morphin Grid and said, I need to have something in place because he also knows that, oh, in 1996 or 7 or 8 or whenever the, the hell in space was, yeah, I'm die. So I need to have something in place because I'm going to die then. And if I'm not around, things are going to be bad. So I'll set up Gosei. I'll set up the ideas in certain people to think about teams like Lightspeed Rescue, like Time Force, like SPD. Which were created powers. Right, exactly. They They were created by man. But Zordon probably gave them access to the morphing grid. Exactly. He found the scientists that would be responsible. Maybe he, you know, gave them a dream or he gave them a vision and said, well, you need to be prepared. Here's how you do it. And then that scientist or whoever woke up and said, he said the weirdest dream about making powers. Let's see if we can do it. And And that's the thing. It was stated in Power Rangers that Zordon was originally a wizard. Right. Gaining access to something like all of time and space. Yeah, he could prepare for anything. So yeah, Zordon is Batman, new official headcanon. 
She's a villainous Batman that Rita and her baby. I I think we overhyped the the villain thing. I don't know about that, but I definitely think that he is crazy prepared. Yeah. AP, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Headcanon accepted. Now, let me put this out there. Have you guys heard of any bad headcanons or ones you're like, I don't Uh, know. Okay, here's one thing I don't get, and I don't know if it it is considered a headcanon or just something that's super common. Uh-huh. But people tend to pair up Kelsey and Ryan in Lightspeed Rescue fan fiction, and I just what? don't. I just don't get it. If anything, like, I would pair her up with Chad. Exactly. <laughs> when, like, when did her? When did her and Ryan ever talk on the show? Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. I don't think they said more than two words to each other the entire show. Like I don't get it. Like if you look on like fanfiction.net 95% of the Kelsey fanfiction is her and Ryan like married or dating or something what what I don't what like go look if you don't believe me go look no, I, well, I, I don't know if I want to get on fanfiction.net but, <laughs> but that is why would so many people think that given I, what we've seen in the show I don't know if it's so many people are just the same person writing over and over again, but either way, it's something that someone thinks, and I don't, I don't get it. I yeah, I don't. No way, Kelsey astronaut. That's how it went. Yeah, that's how it is. That is the first Power Rangers lesbian couple. But <laughs> Power Rangers was aggressive, progressive even back then. <laughs> they were aggressively. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With that one episode. Yeah. That boggles my mind how even one person could think that. They never talked. Exactly. <laughs> Head cannon not accepted. <laughs> Zach, do you have any head cannons that you don't agree with? The only one that I can think of where I recently saw posted on a thread on the M board on 4chan. Apparently we have fans on 4chan, by the way. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Are you serious? Yeah, there's a thread called the Power Rangers General, and they always talk about past seasons, current news, whatever. And yeah, somebody, the other day I was looking through the thread and somebody said, oh, did anybody hear the latest Ranger Command? They talked about Tommy being a dumbass and whatever. Oh, so, yeah, right. Thanks. thanks. We, we thanks. made it to 4chan. We yeah. Made it. Yeah. Thank the, you, 4chan. Dirtiest parts of the internet. Yes. <laughs> I think it was in that thread where I saw somebody, they were arguing about how did Jason's power coin get fixed when he came back for Forever Red. Okay. And somebody brought up the precedent of the Sentinel Knight being able to restore powers, which we know he could do because of Once a Ranger, and they said that yes. he's, you know, Adam's coin or whatever. Somebody came up with the headcanon of, after Jason left the peace conference, he came back and talked to Rocky and was like, hey, so whatever happened to you being a Power Ranger? And Rocky said, oh, well, the coins were destroyed, and then some other stuff happened, blah, 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 whatever. So they were like, what if Jason searched the globe for the Sentinel Knight to get him to fix his coin. and How'd they, How would he even know what the Sentinel Knight was? Exactly. And that's why I was like, I don't I don't agree with that. That's just yeah. not something I can get behind. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, 4chan, but no. Headcanon not accepted. Terrible. Terrible. That's actually my, my reaction to 4chan 90% of the time. Sorry, 4chan, but no. <laughs> no. 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 Nope. 
Nope. I don't know of any headcanons <laughs> that I think are bad. Although those two are pretty bad. Yeah. I tend not to search. Whoa. And my mouse dropped. Oh, and here's one. This is more of like... Okay. This, oh, wait, no. no. I'm going to hold this one. <laughs> wait, what? I'm going to hold, I'm gonna hold this one for a different episode. Oh. Okay. Mm. Mystery. Dun-dun-dun. Mm. <laughs> I'm very good. I am a secret, so... Secret? Ranger fan! Very secret. good at this. Okay. <laughs> yes, a secret ranger fan. You're very good at keeping secret. secrets. Secrets. People didn't, people didn't even know I was, like, a girl until, like, we started this podcast. So, pretty damn good at secrets. Yeah. Well, there was some drama that happened earlier this week. But uh, they ended up calling you a dude. I was like, ha someone doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> we got us a real live female co-host. It's yeah. not a sausage party. Uh, although the last few episodes... <laughs> although, yeah, the last few episodes. Yeah. That's true. It's because we missed you, baby. Uh, we missed you so much. Oh. The only way we could fill the void was with other men. <laughs> that, that sounds wrong. Headcanon not accepted. Headcanon not accepted. <laughs> oh, not accepted. <laughs> We've talked about headcanons. If you have a headcanon that you didn't get to say on the show, just comment on our website and on the show post and maybe we'll read some in the future that um, could be a fun segment do headcanon corner i don't want to do no. that <laughs> no i like uh, how i thought i was coming up with a good idea and everybody was like no no headcanon not accepted <laughs> headcanon not accepted <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. Have questions? Email us at rangercommandph at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. So until next time, guys, we'll catch you later. Catch you later. And remember, ride the lightning. Ride the lightning. <laughs>